0: Hello, 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 and welcome to episode six of Expand the Conversation with Jillian podcast. In today's episode, I have one of my mentors, Ben Harris, aka the fear guy on the show. Ben Harris is a fear alchemist and intuitive guide. He is rooted in love and the superpower of belief in himself and others. Ben is a testament of what possibilities arise when you love fear and trust your inner knowing. His strong sense of self continues to lead him on an ever-present journey of life. In this episode, he shares with us his evolution from his music career to excelling in the corporate world to becoming a full-time fear coach. These broad experiences have created a platform to understand and support clients in overcoming their deepest fears as they return home to themselves. He shares with us how fear has and still comes up in his life and how he has learned that leaning into the fear has taught him to work with it and that sometimes that is exactly where he needed to be. We also discuss how you are what is powerful and what you need to be successful and how we need to stop outsourcing our power to other people and things. We go into details about his coaching certification that is now open for enrollment. The link is in the show notes if you're interested and you will receive a hundred dollar discount when you use the code Jillian. Thank you so much for being here today. Let's get to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I've got Ben Harris with me here today, the fear guy. I'm so excited to have you. How are you doing today?
1: Jillian, I'm beyond excited to be here because this has been a baby that has been, what do we want to say, incubating or <laughs> cooking? Right?
0: A little embryo that's been... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for, for months now. So I'm excited that I get to be a part of it. and see it come to life.
0: Yeah, and I'm so excited to have you here. I mean, as my mentor, one of my mentors, it's just like I'm I'm fangirling a little bit. I'm like, "Oh my god, he said yes. He's going to be on my podcast. It's so cool."
1: Which is funny because you never think of yourself that way, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just so but I appreciate that. I will receive that cuz I know you also had to practice receiving. So I will receive I will receive that cuz it it is exciting like remembering to certain moments of like that for me too. So to take a moment of gratitude is appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I always feel like when I'm feeling that way, it helps when I say it to the other person, even though they may like be a little uncomfortable in it because when people are open with me, I'm like, Oh, but that feels nice, but weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I ask all of the guests uh, three questions to get started So the first question is, what is the topic you think needs to be expanded on?
1: (laughs) I'm like, do I give the non, do I give a not obvious answer? But I can't do that. (laughs) So, I mean, the obvious answer for me is going to be, you know, fear. It's just so funny. This is like, it's still not discussed that much. Like when I, just like when I attend certain things or observe certain things, I'm like, wow, this still is a topic that I think ironically people are afraid to talk about. Um, so yeah, just like fear and how it shows up in the body. Like we call it certain things. You might call it anxiety or stress or overwhelm or getting stuck, whatever people else call it. But at the end of the day, it's fear or a fear response, survival response. And so, you know, that's the, the devotion of my work is to discuss what it is, how it shows up, what it's doing and how to alchemize it.
0: Yeah. And I love that you talk about it in a not negative way, because if fear is talked about, it's always a bad thing. It's something that people shouldn't have, or, you know, you just got to push through it. And so the way you address it, it's very much like this tangible thing of here's the fear, but we can alchemize it or you can work through it or with it instead of it just stopping you and being this wall in your life.
1: Yeah. Like how you said with is the. I was on a call yesterday, and someone said, "Yeah, Ben, I've been practicing, like you know, like we've we did in in the group, like doing it without fear." And I said, "With, with the fear, because that's what it really is, right? Is like, because like you said, it's become fearless." Da, 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 da. I was like, "No, bro, is like that's not the whole point."
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, like
1: work with it, and and any other emotion that feels uncomfortable in our body.
0: Yeah. So my next question is: What is your favorite way to connect with yourself daily?
1: Mm, well I did it right before this, meditation is one of them and working out and I feel like I'm refinding it right now just like I'm definitely in a space of like reconnecting with myself like in the month of October where we're recording this and we just moved homes a week ago and it's much more spacious like expansive the house, the windows, the views like where we're living and so I've been catching myself Doing things in the old way that I used to do. And I was like, well, I don't want to do it like that exactly. So it's just, I'm finding like what it's, it is uncomfortable. Like I just feel just like, oh, well, like what do I do? But I'm intentionally like, well, I don't want to just snap back to what is familiar because I don't want to do certain things in the way that I do it. So just having a lot of space is uncomfortable, but necessary to make sure that I'm consciously choosing certain things. Like, how I want my life to look and feel, what I want the business to be structured. So that's, that's the theme right now. So when you ask that question, it's reconnected to myself, meditation, and also just space.
0: Yeah, I love that. And this space is so important. Like for me, a lot of people talk about like, oh, I have this thing that I do daily and it always looks exactly like this. I don't respond to that well. And so for me, I'm like, I wake up and I see what feels good for my body. I see what feels good for my mind instead of it being this super masculine, like, oh, it has to look exactly like this every day. And, you know, being in a new house, it's a great opportunity to like have that space to start the newness because you're literally in a new space and you can change it to be whatever you want. So I love that you're
2: doing Literally. <laughs>
0: literally. Um, so the next question is, what is your favorite thing right now? It can be like a tangible thing. It can be like a subject that you're into.
1: What's my favorite thing?
0: Yeah. It can be a book, a movie. It can be anything, a person.
1: I mean, I mean, I think just cause we moved. So like this area, this, this house, this environment. Yeah. We'll just say this new space because yeah. it really is like, it's, it's really like, I just realized I was. Thinking and playing small mm. in a lot of ways. And I was like, whoa, like if this is possible, because like this happened so naturally and easily. Like there was a lot of like kind of subconscious manifestation things that we were thinking about for a long time. And this just happened without us really, like, yeah, we had to take action and make decisions and stuff, but it was so natural. And so I was just like, whoa, like if this is happening like subconsciously, like what else is there, you know, that I can. Just again, like that's what that space is like to break out of the box. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it needs to look like this. But like, what if it looks like this? So, yeah. So my favorite thing is still like this space and like looking at my window and just seeing like hills and blue sky and clouds and spaciousness is very nice.
0: Yeah. The, you know, the pictures you shared on Instagram of y'all's new space is just like, wow, it's beautiful there. And so that's so amazing to be able to have all of that space and realize like how much it does for your nervous system,
1: yeah, and it's oddly, I mean, I talk about this a lot, but it's even oddly unsettling, you know, because if my normal or my familiar or my homeostasis is a certain like literally a space, right? A box, a home. Mm-hmm. And even though it's awesome and better, then I'll find a way to go back to the other feeling. Mm-hmm. So I've just noticed it's cool. Like the first day I definitely noticed. Yeah, just like, like I could just like my breathing was different, but like I mentioned earlier, just with you is just, I can still kind of feel the temptation to go back to like other ways of thinking or feeling and behaving. So it is just, yeah, the, the allowance of, and it's so, it's a funny thing to say. And we've talked about this, like in, in the groups that you've been a part of, of like, like getting what you want is like scary and people don't realize that. And we just talked about even just like receiving a compliment, you know? Yeah. And so it's just a weird, like, we don't usually frame it in that way of like, well, you actually don't want the thing you want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a part of you that doesn't. And so to be in it though, I mean, I think that's part of the beauty of, of life is to practice getting it. But I just never would have thought that that would be like a part of life. Like, oh, I'm getting love or I'm getting money or I'm getting freedom or whatever else you want to call it. And then it feels uncomfortable. I'm not sure we were recording. We weren't about like the podcast, but I think that's- Yeah, we this. weren't. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. And, you know, I was going to mention that we, you know, I'm just so surprised at the response people have had to me actually finally releasing the podcast in the interest of people, not only wanting to like participate with me in it and help co-create it, but also the wanting to hear it. And I'm like- you guys want to listen to what I have to say? And it's the weirdest thing. And it's flattering, but it also like my chest gets tight, and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> this means I have to actually do it. What?
1: Yeah, it's funny, right? It's cool that you're getting celebrated and seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it's like, <gasps> yeah, you, know, you get tense and tight and all the things.
0: Yeah. And you know, even for me, I know when we first met, it it was that fear of not being loved. And that's why I wasn't showing up for myself or for my business. And so I never really thought I had a fear of being loved. You know, I had talked to other people in our groups about it. And I was like, I don't think I'm rejecting love. Like, I want it so bad. But then when people compliment me, and I'm just like, this is really uncomfortable. I'm like, but I am afraid of receiving it. Because otherwise, I wouldn't have those moments of like, Oh no, they see me, they love me. I feel really weird right now in my body. What do I do with myself? And, you know, when you've dealt with fear, even with like this house example, is and it was flowing super easy. So obviously it was a line decision, but Hmm. the fear that still comes up with it, is this something that you deal with regularly?
1: (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And I think that's like the big myth, you know, whether you look at someone who teaches something or who's an expert at something. I think sometimes it's actually the opposite of what someone might think of like, Oh, they really have this master. They don't feel it all the time. Mm -hmm. As soon as you claim something as like, look, I'm going to teach you or own this thing or be the owner of this subject matter. Then you're calling that just energetically to you. You know, if you're owning it, it's in your awareness and your field a lot more. Um, But even if I wasn't, you know, call myself the fear guy, I think, every one of us, whether we don't realize it or not, I think I'm just hyper aware of how it comes up um, and what it feels like and what it looks like. So for sure. I mean, I'm a, I'm a biological creature, you know? And so I'm going to feel anxiousness, nervousness, hesitation, resistance. Like we all do every single moment, not every single moment, every single day at certain moments. Cause like, that's just who we are. Like we're designed Mm -hmm to consciously and subconsciously look for things that are going to, that present danger. And then we get, we get tense, we get tight, we, you know, lose our breath, we feel anxious or get worried or whatever you want to call it. So absolutely. I still feel it.
0: And I love that you're so open about stuff like this because, you know, you find some mentors that are out there that we'll just say fake it till you make it. You know, it's just all about your confidence. And they don't address the fact that they are still having this uncomfortable feeling within themselves because you really have to be able to deal with that to do the things you want. Because and that's something that held me back forever because I was so uncomfortable when I would be like, "Oh, I want this." And I was like, "Nope. I just can't do it. I just cannot." Mm. And so it's being able to like look at it and, you know, like I said before, just see it and then move through it. And it's so I don't, I don't know if the word's humbling, but like, it's so nice to know that it's not just the people that are just starting. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's almost comforting in some level. like, this is always going to be a problem for me and that's okay because I can work through it.
1: Yeah. And what is like when you were talking about what, what did you say? Like is because you felt the feeling, you felt like you couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And why do you think that is or was?
0: It was just too uncomfortable. Like it literally just felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest and it's mm. like, I just can't. Like If I'm responding in this way physically, that's must not be for me.
1: Mm. Okay. What's, I appreciate you sharing that. I think I need to talk about that more because some other people have told me that. And for me, it's been the opposite. Probably not my whole life, but at least, you know, I've been dedicated to this mantra of doing whatever I'm afraid of mm-hmm. since I was 19. But also like, it's been something in me, like it's been the opposite for me. It's like, if I feel that thing, then it means I need to lean in and go toward that thing. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that. I think I need to talk about that more because it it is, right? It's like, oh, it's not meant for me. It's actually probably, it might be the opposite, you know, (laughs) like, especially when we talk about like, if you're not familiar with it, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And so it's actually a thing that you should be leaning into. Yeah. And I agree. It's like, of like if we're always going to a new level or expanding then that uncom that discomfort that resistance which is essentially just fear trying to keep us where we're at in mm-hmm. our normal and our default what feels safe and if we're expanding then we're going to be feeling that so to me it, it's not the sense of oh i'm doing something wrong or i shouldn't be doing this or i'm weak or whatever it's like no it's actually a good thing mm-hmm. and it's and there's a the difference, right? Because it can be like debilitating anxiety and like terror and paralysis where you're not doing anything. Yeah. And that's a, that's a different feeling, right? To me, where it's like that actually, oh, it's so nuanced because I could see someone based on like, if they're in that, they're probably so out of alignment
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, with their life. But once you start to come back into alignment, you're still going to feel it. You're still going to feel like a similar feeling, but it's going to be different It's probably going to be like less heady, logical, and it's going to be more like soul in your body. Mm -hmm. And you can, it's hard to explain, but I know you can feel it, right? It's more just like, ooh, like it's a magnetism. Like you you feel pulled to this thing that you want to do, but then you probably feel like equally afraid of it. And so that's how I differentiate it, right? Is like, like if you're just stuck in like constant anxiety, that's a different conversation where it's just like, you got to take care of your body, your mind, your nervous system. For me, it's right of like, okay, you've done the basic things already. Like my work isn't really about waking people up or it's not about like taking care of the basics. It's like, you've already done that. Mm -hmm. And I'm working with like leaders and coaches and healers. And it's like, okay, now it's, you still feel this feeling. You feel this calling toward this thing or towards who you're supposed to be, but you're not doing it. Maybe for a reason you just said. And then it's like using that feeling as, you know, a compass, as a guide to be like, oh, this is the thing that's calling me to where and who I'm supposed to be. And so Mm -hmm. that's what we use to, you know, continuously help us expand and grow.
0: Mm. A lot of that related, like everything you said related to like my story, as far as how, you know, I was super anxious in 2021. I spent a lot of time just focusing on myself and healing and getting my nervous system regulated. And then in 2022, it was more of stepping into who I am and really being able to be myself, feel comfortable with myself and have my nervous system still be regulated. But I still wasn't doing anything. So I was still stuck in this like paralysis. Like I knew I was supposed to be doing something more. And I knew that there were certain things out of alignment in my life. I just didn't know how to deal with what I was feeling you know, and so then enter you, right? I've always found my mentors like the perfect timing. It's always been so amazing. And, you know, then just doing the coaching certification with you and really being able to see myself and be like, okay, this is what's not working for me. And this is what I'm afraid of. And it's okay that I'm afraid of it. And I just need to learn to take fear by the hand. (laughs) And we're gonna swing together and just move forward.
1: I love that swing together. I've never heard that one.
0: Like, I just imagine like a swinging our hands, just like, let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love the swinging together because really all it is is right is loving the fear or loving that scared part of yourself. It's like, especially if you have kids, right? And you're listening to this. I imagine you're somewhat of a conscious human. And it's like, you don't want to tell your kid, like, stop being afraid
2: yeah,
1: or what's wrong with you. It's like, oh, like, that is normal. And it's okay to feel that way. Like, I'm here to support you and hold you and walk you through it. And then hopefully next time, you know, when you're ready, you can do it on your own. That's the same exact thing like we do with the scared part of ourselves. I'm going to say, if like, if you say it's afraid or if when it says it's afraid and then you say like, you idiot, you know, you shame it or you say, stop being afraid, you actually get more afraid. So it's like the more you can lean into it and accept it. And, you know, what we learn in the groups or the coaching groups is like, going to the next level which is thanking it which i know blows a lot of people's minds because they've never thought of like thanking their fear before yeah and then that completely you know switches the relationship instead of looking at it as a bad thing that's ruining every part of your life you begin to friend it which is what i've been leaning into more just like friend your fear and then things things start to change like you've seen you do the things that you know you're supposed to be doing like you just mentioned i know i'm supposed to be doing more but, but i was too afraid to do it so that's that's how you do it. It's not by like conquering it. It's actually about loving it and accepting it and yeah, like walking with swinging with it, as you said.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's something that I found with some of my clients is a lot of the time I'll do a meditation towards the end, you know, to help them kind of really connect with their body and see where they're feeling that fear. And, A lot of the times it's a younger version of themselves that's coming up and it's a lot of inner child work to be able to see themselves at this stage in life and be like, oh, this is why I feel stuck or this is why I feel like I can't speak my truth. And so it's really interesting how you made that reference because it's true. Like if I'm if I'm talking to my son and he's afraid of something, I'm not going to be like you're so dumb. Like, no, I'd be like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's talk about it. Why are you afraid? Like, I'm here for you. I'm supporting you. Let's move through it instead of shoving him through a door, you know, and it's just a lot of that connection that we have to find. And then Learning to love ourselves, even though we may not be feeling super confident in that moment. Because, especially with being a coach, I feel like with launching things, even with launching this, it's like you're like, oh, okay, I know the right people are going to find this, but there's still that, like, sometimes there's still that subconscious, but what if no one does? Yep. And that's just what the fear is. And it's like, but if I don't try, then no one's going to do it. And I love that that's something that came up a lot in our groups was this like polarity and these circles of like, you're just keeping yourself in this pattern. Like you've got to break out of it.
1: Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that. Like, that's definitely a theme that comes up so much, right? Is like, what if no one cares? What if no one listens? What if no one watches? What if no one signs up? What if it's all for nothing? You know, and that's because it's like, I don't want to do all this if it's for nothing. And, you know, what I've been telling people recently is like, well, you need to decide like now is like, if you don't get the result you want, is it for nothing? Because mm-hmm. if you're invested simply for a result, then it's not the thing you should be doing. It's like, you need to be loving the process. And of course, we all want results. Like, that's what we're doing it. We want people to listen to the podcast. We want to help people. And it's fun to watch the audience grow and have progress and all the things. But it's like, if we're just simply trying to get X number of people to listen to it, And then it's again, right. Is like we're outsourcing our worthiness instead of like, I'm doing this most like I'm, this is part of you, you know, you're doing it because you love it and you enjoy it. And regardless of the result, you will continue to show up. So yeah, so like to me, just being invested into the process of it and to make sure you can love the process is such an important thing because if you're just simply basing on, I'm going to feel good based on the result, then you're in that. I mean, I've definitely done that. And I probably still do do that where it just feels you feel out of control and you feel I don't know. I imagine like like I'm like I'm a small mouse and there's just like elephants like stomping, you know, because it's just like you're constantly afraid of the external result instead of knowing just like who you are and like why I'm doing this. And I'm going to do my best to enjoy every step of the way.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing is that even even if no one listens to this podcast, right? Even like the conversations that I've had and speaking like the truth about certain topics that I feel, it's been so cathartic for me to just really use my voice and to be able to have this practice, if you will, you know, in speaking in large numbers, large numbers isn't the right word, speaking in a way that like is a platform, right? And so it's, you still get something out of it. Like, even if no one listened, I wouldn't at the end of the day say, oh, well, that was for nothing. Like, no, I definitely got a lot out of it for myself. Maybe that's not what my original intention was, but that's okay. Letting the thing shift. And, you know, you said something about being out of control. And so I feel like when people are in in that fear moment, they do feel like they're out of control and we give our power away to it. You know. And I know that you've had, you know, some businesses change, right? Like, I know you were a part of a music group, and then you were a coach. And so it's like, in those moments, how did you deal with the failure or failure, right? Like, I use that word, and it's not the right word, but it's more of a deal with the shift. Like, did you feel Mm -hmm. like you failed in your music career? Or did you feel like you were in this place of like, oh, this just really isn't for me?
1: Yeah, so music, to give everyone context, so music was my first passion and love. Like, fully, like, when I was doing it, I fully believed that this is what I was going to be doing with my life. And, like, I went, like, I was all in. And w- it was so fun. Like, I'm still actually finding my way back. We talked about at the beginning, like, some of the space. I'm finding my way back to, like, some of the things that feel good of, like, performing, right? Like, that's definitely something I'm leaning into more. And I'm starting to see even just more invitations come in of stages and stuff like that and events cuz that's really what like I love. Like I love being in front of like when we do our groups like that's so fun for me because it just it gets me in my flow and it just just that energy of everyone it's like everyone's co-creating it together and it's just this synergy just is so fun for me. So yeah, like performing in music was just a freaking blast and I did it from high school until I think I was about like 25 or and we did it hard for probably about like 5 or 6 years. So I don't feel like it wasn't I didn't quit because we came sorry, I didn't I don't I didn't view it as a failure because I'm I grew up in Utah and so we did everything we possibly could in that region in the region and in the state. To my knowledge, we did more than anyone else had done in the hip hop industry as far as like big stages and like sold out shows and cool opportunities. So to me it was just like, well, I feel like I've reached what I can in this moment. And, and back then I didn't really know this, right? But it was like, well, I either have to go all in on this thing, right? Where it's like really touring and really like going out there, not just like statewide or regional is like, if I want to make it big, then like we got to like really, really do this thing. And for some reason, I didn't feel called to do that. Um, and so I just, I took my, I took the gas pedal off music and then I just put it towards my corporate career at the time and within a year I think I got like four promotions and so I was like well like that was obviously very quick and so I just started like music just kind of naturally faded and didn't like it was, we didn't like quit all of a sudden so it was like oh like I noticed I'm successful in this thing and I switched my focus and I'm becoming more successful in this thing then I went back to school and finished my degree and I just so I didn't feel like I failed because I just immediately started ascending in the corporate world so i think to be honest i think the probably coaching is where i've felt i guess as an entrepreneur is i don't want to use the word fail but i think it's definitely it's tested me the most as far as like because yeah it's like music there wasn't the pressure of money Mm -hmm. because i still have like a job and like you're 20 years old you know living with roommates and not having a family and not eating from Whole Foods. So it's like, (laughs) you know, so it's like a different feeling. But there, I think there's a nugget there, actually, I can dive into. But then like with work, because then what happened is I got recruited and I accepted this job on the East Coast. And I quickly found out that no matter what my title was or how much money I was making, that I wouldn't be happy in that. And so I immediately found out, I was like, whoa, like this isn't for me, and I've used this example before. But when you try and put two magnets of the same charge together, you can tr- you can try as hard as you can to try and make it come together, but it's not going to. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like trying to go to the office every day. I was like, Ugh. I was like, I was showing up late. I was taking long lunches. I was leaving early, and it it came to the point where, and I'm a director of this company, and then my VP had to talk to me like, dude, like, what are you doing? And that usually doesn't happen for me because I was usually like the overachiever so it was just like repulsing and so then that's what eventually I quit my job and it's been such a wild journey because part of the shift you might be referring to is I started I started my business and then in the beginning of 2022 I got into business with a friend and long story short it didn't work out but what I did is I essentially gave up everything cuz that's what was required I right? of like well Ben, we don't want you like kind of doing coaching on the side, you know, is that we want to make sure you're all in on this thing, which is understandable. So I felt that resistance that I was feeling to doing this thing was like, okay, I just need to, you know, follow this resistance and give everything up. What I learned was like, (laughs) I guess you might, some people will probably view this as a failure where it's like, especially when you look at like the business now, like, cause it doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. Like six, seven months later, I left. And then, you know, a year later now, it's like gone. There's nothing. It's they tried to do it. And so, you know, we had money for marketing. We had, you know, like a team. And it was fascinating to be a part of something that didn't work where I was like, whoa, like I'm super passionate about this thing. And you think like you have a team, you have money and it's still not working. That was a bit like scary for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to do this? But the universe, of course, everything is perfectly timed. And I just learned from my experience in that was, again, you go, you talked about outsourcing. Um, And I know I'm still doing this to complete, to be completely honest. I think we all are in different capacities and we're just learning about it. But like, where are we outsourcing? Mm -hmm. And so to me, I was looking for something outside of myself to, you know, lift me up to like, oh, I'm going to get this big podcast and then everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to, you know, do this collab and everything's going to be fine. Oh, this person and this company with a team and money, that's going to make me successful. And then when it doesn't, you're like, Oh shit. (laughs) like, What is, and then, but it it guides me back to myself of like, Oh, it's me. Like I am the thing. And so I am definitely still learning that for sure, but I can see the nuggets where I'm just like, when I come back to myself and I come back to who I am and what my magic is, and it takes a lot of trial and error. And it, in a business way, you know, they'll say trial and error, but in a spiritual energetic way, it's just like, we're probably going in and out of self, mm-hmm. you know, like what is authentic to us. And, but that's just part of it. So like, I've definitely done things of like, oh, this sounds fun or that sounds fun. When really it's just like, mm, like, cool. Like that is, that could be a thing, but it's not really the thing, you know, certain events or certain offers or, or whatever. And just coming back to like, no, Ben, like this is what you're supposed to be doing. and so. This is a very long winded way, but like putting all of this together, because I know some people might be feeling this in their life is like, if you're not successful as you want to be, sometimes it's because you're not supposed to be Mm -hmm. meaning like you're not supposed to be successful in that thing. And so you're being protected of like, yo, dude, this isn't the way for you. And so, you know, the famous rejection is redirection. It's not necessarily it really isn't a bad thing where it's just saying like, no, like that was just a closed door or many closed doors. And you're just keep opening doors until you find the one that's just like feels so good for you. Mm-hmm. And I know that's me just like what the one that feels good is it's just a foreign concept because it's like, no, like it's supposed to be hard and it's supposed to make like business is supposed to be done this way. And so really coming back to myself of what do I want to do? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And having fun doing that and scaling that. And this, you know, ties back into what I said at the beginning about space. Like, I know I'm just coming to like another cycle where, okay, cool. I did a bunch of really cool things this year and really focusing and being intentional of how I want the next growth stage to be. So just, yeah, like having that space to really direct my energy towards, yeah, what do I want? And how am I supposed to be a service? And then growing that instead of just like throwing stuff at the wall you know, and or just kind of like doing a shotgun approach where it's just like, I hope something works. So I, that was a really long way of answering your question, but hopefully there was something there that everyone can get something from it.
0: Yeah, I pulled a lot out of it. Actually, I wanted, so I'll start talking about the not being successful in that thing because sometimes I feel like success depends on the person, right? Like it's so different for every person and what that looks like. But sometimes, When we feel like, oh, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like For me, I know it's being in the energy of love and true love, self-love for other people. And I think that's why everything with the podcast has gone so smoothly so far, because a lot of the guests that I've asked to be on are people that I've worked closely with that I truly care about that have a special place in my heart. And it's like, I know that in every recording, there's this like frequency of love that's just there. And so even if people don't listen to the words, I know that's what I'm putting into the world is my true heart, my true self and the people that I care about. And so, sometimes people may look at that and be like, oh, but how do you find success in it? I don't know. I just know that this is how I want to feel and this is what I want to share into the world because I don't think there's enough of it.
2: Hmm.
0: Something else. Okay, so when you talked about like the blank will make me successful (laughs) when I met you, I was Mm -hmm. still in school for nutrition, right? Like I was trying to fit into the mold and I definitely got caught in the wheel of this. Like if I do this, this certification will make me successful. And it wasn't until I did your certification that I was like, Oh, it's me. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that has to be successful. And do you feel like you struggled with that a lot, like in your journey or was it something that you just kind of were like, Oh, once I started looking at fear, like it was easy peasy. And I just started going with it.
1: No, for sure. I mean, it's still a practice. Like even like someone I hired to help me with stuff, they a few months ago or in the summer, they reflect something really awesome to me, which I appreciated because I was like hesitant to make the investment and they just reflected something they were just like, hey, Ben, like, you know, this isn't our job, like you are the leader of the business, like you have to decide because I was I was still outsourcing, right? Like, oh, I hired this person and you, for lack of a better word, like you saved me, right? You come in and fix the problem. And like delegation is good. Right. But the energy that I was coming from was like, Oh, this person has the answers and they're going to fix what's wrong and like, whoop, like skyrocket it. And so like, even in that moment, right. I was like, Oh, I realized like, Oh, I'm doing it, doing it again. But I loved that I caught it earlier on because that was able to like completely change like what that relationship and journey has been like. And it's, it's all the time. I mean, it's like social media. And I was like, I'm reliant on the algorithm, you know, to blah, 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 blah. If you're outsourcing, instead of just coming back to like, no, I'm the thing. And it's like, it doesn't mean I don't get the certification or I don't go on social media. It's like, But if you keep coming back to yourself of I'm what's powerful, I am the algorithm. You know, I am the thing that people want people don't really want just a podcast. There's, you know, millions of them. People just don't want another course. Like what made my coaching certification different than the others, I believe. And not to say that they're all (laughs) like useless, because it's doing like what you just said, like it's coming back to yourself. And it's not like I'm not teaching anyone to be like, here's the thing that's going to make you successful. It's like, no, like you're doing the, the work to realize that you are the thing your frequency, your energy, who you are, that's going to be the thing. And so like, I appreciate you you sharing that because it, yeah, it's just cool to hear. And I think, I mean, there's so many more examples in this world. I mean, I work with people a lot all the time. Like usually people come to me seemingly at the last resort and they're afraid of like, well, I've tried so many things and nothing has worked because I'm like, well, you haven't done the thing. You're still searching outside of yourself. Yeah. And it's like, uh, this isn't what this is. Like you're going in, which is scary. And that's the thing you've been avoiding by searching outside of yourself for this certification or this tool or this hack, da, 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 da like, no, we go within and that's scary, but that's also ultimately what you're looking for and will provide the thing you desire.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, to be able to go in, sometimes that nervous system regulation, like is really a big part in it because a lot of people just, you know, we all have stuff that happens in life and, you know, for some people it's small, for some people it's big and just learning to be able to connect with yourself and then feel the emotions. And so I feel like even in your certification, a lot of the times we talk about feeling the emotions that come up as people are processing because it's like you have to feel the fear is a feeling it's it's a literal response that our body has because of what's happening in your brain and it's like oh my god a tiger's chasing us but it's like it's really not that serious but it's there did you ever have any issues as far as holding on to emotions or like processing emotions through all of the changes that you've been through for sure
1: (laughs) i love all these questions they're like yes i struggle (laughs) um but yeah like even in this moment, you know, it's like, I think I'm continuously I mean, I had a conversation with my partner Bell yesterday morning of like, yeah, I definitely find out more and more how I've repressed emotions. And we do it for a reason, because it's easier, we can serve energy, we can survive. And yeah, like, I can give a long answer. But yeah, definitely just like as a short answer is like, yes, like I can see in so many ways, especially by like becoming a father, like I've seen it Just the way of like my son emotes and expresses and the way that we parent is like, please do, you know, please like express and like feel. And so like watching him triggers me because it's just like, oh, like I don't feel safe in that. And that's Mm -hmm. when I get triggered or angry or upset is because it's I, I see him doing it so freely and safely. I don't feel safe within myself with those emotions. So it's definitely still so much of a practice. Just to be like, like, I feel something and like, and that's okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. One other thing that you talked about was like the responsibility level. You know, like you talked about when you were doing music in your early 20s. And so like I wrote down responsibility equals more fear. Do you feel like that's true for you? That as you had um, your son and then you had a family to support, you felt like, oh, my gosh, more fears coming up because there's no other option. Like you're the one providing, you know,
1: they said responsibility equals more fear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, one of the reasons that's one of the key things why we resist success is the responsibility. And it could be a lot of things, right? Like for you, people saying yes to the podcast means, ooh, people are going to listen. That's scary. Ooh, people care about it. Oh, I have to show up in this certain way or I actually have to deliver now. So there's an added responsibility to success. And so absolutely, like I can see many ways. And, but it's it's a nuanced duality too, because I can see like without my family, like I would still be doing certain things a certain way. Mm-hmm. That aren't that weren't beneficial. Like when we started dating, I felt so resistant and AKA scared because there was a part within me that I didn't want to lose my freedom, of being able to do what I want, whenever I want. And I was like, that was just a resistance to more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I can see by accepting more responsibility how actually more free and fulfilled it's made me. And of course, there's still you know resistance and just like okay, how do I kind of fit everything and plan everything? But I know this is a thing for everybody. But I know because I'm a man and talk to a lot of men about this is like responsibility is definitely a thing. I don't even want to say men, I would just say like people who value freedom, Yeah, which probably 90 or 100% of people listening to like, that's what we're all really after. Why are you a coach? Why are you an entrepreneur? Because you want to be able to do what you want and have freedom and love what you do. And so it's like, well, if I accept this thing, then it's going to take away my freedom. Mm. And that could be in so many ways, you know, like as your business is growing or as you take on this thing or that thing, we think that we are going to lose something, which again is fear coming in to protect us from losing something. And maybe it is out of alignment. Maybe you don't want more of that certain thing. But responsibility definitely is one of the most common things that we feel pressure about that we know that, you know, fear is coming in to protect us from losing something or gaining something.
0: Yeah. And like for me, it started to make sense when you were talking about it, because even with starting my business, it was like, oh, I'm going to have to figure out the taxes. I'm going to have to figure out all this stuff. And I'm just piling on the responsibility. And so for me, I just saw all of my time flying out the window and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, so I think it's a lot of the stigma too, where you start a business and people are like, oh, well, that's going to be so hard, you know? And I'm constantly, when people tell me that, I'm like, you don't know that. I'm like, let me show you how I work. Like literally just, I don't want to talk that into my life. And so as I've seen myself starting to get anxious and sitting with like, okay, what is this? What am I afraid of? And even with booking, you know, these calls for podcast guests, it's like, okay, why am I feeling anxious right now? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm doing a lot of this, but I know I have a good time doing it. So why am I turning it into something that's not fun when I know it's
1: fun? (laughs) That's great.
0: Right. Like, but it is, I feel like a lot of the time, especially in entrepreneurship, there's this huge stigma on it. So once we decide to like, okay, I want to be free. So I'm going to start doing my own thing in my own business, but it's going to be hard because that's what society says. And I just don't know that it has to be like that. I'm playing with the concept. And so I don't know if it's been like that for you, if you felt like it's been more of something that people have placed on that whole realm or if it's something that's actually been like, no, this is harder than I thought.
1: I mean, it's both. So, I mean, this is so nuanced and I think this is individual. So I'll share my experience and like where I'm at. And, you know, in a month and a year I'll probably be somewhere different. But I'm definitely at a spot where it's like, this is harder than I thought I was going to be. Where it was like, because I'm definitely, which I'm happy I was, like so delusional. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Come on, like it's going to work out. And so it's like, I'm so happy that I live that way for a lot of it, but I know I'm in a moment and I think it's seasonal of like, I know I'm being asked to like look at certain details and like systems. And so like, it's like what I see, there's two thoughts to this where it's like, of course it doesn't have to be as hard because what hard is the way that we like perceive it. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like you and I could be having the same exact situation, but depending how we respond to it it makes it hard or not. Mm -hmm. And then also what I'll say is like starting a business is hard and then not starting the business is hard. Yeah. So the concept of choosing your hard, if you guys have heard about it, right? Is like, I love it because it just puts things in perspective. Well, it's like, well you could not start the business doing the thing that you want to do and start doing it now and you could regret it and that's pretty painful. That's pretty shitty. You know, doing the thing that you don't want to be doing, still going through struggles instead of doing the thing you want to be doing and going through struggles, which is more enjoyable, A or B. For me, it's going through the struggle while doing the thing that I want to be doing and building that life and so it's like yeah it's like we get to choose and to me entrepreneurship is such a spiritual journey it's like I'm saying it's like whoa like I'm really really putting myself out there I'm not just working at a company anymore you know and nothing's wrong with it like if you truly feel called to that do it but the people I work with don't feel called to that so I don't I can't relate to that really anymore Mm-hmm. And deep down, I know, I don't know, just deep down is like, you know, you don't want to be there. And it's like, and it doesn't mean you don't have to get up and quit tomorrow, but it's like taking certain steps and asking yourself, why are you lying to yourself that this is okay or that you want to be there or making excuses? Da, 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 you know, because mm-hmm. it's all the things we talked about. It's scary. It's hard. There's more pressure, there's more vulnerability and risk for failure. Da, 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 da. But it's like going back to the spiritual journey piece is like, I want to find out who I am. And like, that's why I think one of the ways it's harder, but it's much more beautiful because of it is because you expose yourself. But that's why I want to do it. I don't want to protect myself knowing that I'm capable of more. Mm. I want to expose myself even when it hurts because I know like I'm becoming who I'm meant to be and Mm. getting the most out of this life. And so there's to me just like there's no other option but doing that because I can't imagine not doing the thing that I love.
0: Yeah, that's... That's a heavy thought, you know, and it's just playing small. I had someone tell me last year, you're like a little mouse. And anytime you want something, you're just like, me, me, me. And I was like, I was offended, but I knew it was true. And I was like, man, I don't want to be that person because I have thoughts. And I have certain things that I'm very passionate about. And I have things that I want, you know, and really, when we start looking at ourselves and stop trying to please other people. And we start trying to please ourselves. It's like, oh, this is what I actually want. I thought I wanted this because it was attached to you. But when I really look deep in, it's this is the real thing that I want.
1: Exactly right. And that's what's scary. Mm -hmm. And that's why people stay in relationships or jobs or lives or whatever. Because then it's like once you wake up to the fact of like, oh, this isn't what I want when it's technically easier. But still, to me, it's actually harder, you know, to stay in that. So again, right, it's the perception Mm-hmm. of what is hard and what do you choose what, what would you prefer to me I yeah exactly there's going to be discomfort like yeah. that is an inescapable part of life
0: yeah that's so true I mean, even entering life, I know we use this analogy a lot, like in the groups, the expansion and contraction, as we're born into this world, it's hard, you know, it's hard for the mother, it's I'm assuming it's hard for the baby, Mm -hmm. you're moving through this tiny canal, you know, and then you're not safe anymore. You're not where you once were inside of your mommy's belly. And we're literally born into it. We're born into this hard, but it's like, which one do you prefer? Could you live in your mother's womb forever? i mean probably not she's only so big (laughs) and you miss all of the experience of life
1: exactly so yeah i mean i love that you brought up the example because i love that example where it's like in this physical life you know probably the first experience we have with dying and being Mm -hmm. you're being born again it's like no like what you know everything is provided for you that it's just like amazing in there warm Mm -hmm. snuggly everything and then it's like your world literally closes on you but then you're born into this other beautiful world and like that happens again and again Mm -hmm. in other literal and metaphorical ways. It really is fascinating. And, you know, but then there's this idea of what is it like pain-free birth, right? Or like, women who, you know, actually can be pleasurable. So I don't want to discount that. Like, I don't because I definitely don't subscribe to like, there's such a mix, but I don't subscribe to like the life is hard and
2: mm-hmm.
1: suck it up and deal with it. Because it's like, well, that's part of it. But life can also be really beautiful and fun and pleasurable and playful. So it's like, how do we bring that into because I think when you tend to swing to either polarity, It's just, again, that's more control and probably just more fear-based patterns of like, I only want the pleasure because I'm afraid of the pain, right? And it's like, well, if it needs to be hard, that's actually more control too, because you're probably just used to that. So it's like, how can we just surrender to the moment of, and the season of where we're personally supposed to go through? Like for me, right, I, I can feel that I'm in a birth canal, right? Where it's like, and this came up in the meditation before the call of like, resistance is a gift Mm because the same thing as you're born right you go down this birth canal and it's resistance it's a contraction in order to to expand you and Mm -hmm. like push you out into the world so it's not that like "Mm, i feel uncomfortable well it's bad but it's "Mm, like this is guiding me and taking me somewhere and giving me the exact lessons i'm supposed to learn and so can i be present and enjoy that at the same time instead of making it harder than it needs to be
0: yes that last part, can I be present and enjoy like what I'm going through? And it's not to say that it discounts the negative, the negative feelings that you're feeling, right? And I can talk to this even in just like my relationship changing and leaving that relationship. And the last month, I've just been in this place of like, what have I done and heartbreak, but also this I can take a deep breath again and this like newness and knowing that something else is like on the verge of coming and then hello podcast, like October. And it's just literally being rebirthed and being able to notice like what's around me and what am I choosing to subscribe to in life, right? Like, am I choosing to look at how hard this moment is and how much I'm struggling or am I looking at it as I'm so grateful to be here. So grateful to be spending all this extra time with my mom. You know, our parents get older, we don't think about stuff like that. I'm just so grateful for that space. And to really be able to allow myself to be held, you know, and to find all of these little moments of like, okay, I know I'm feeling frustrated or sad, letting myself feel it and knowing that I'm in a safe space that I'm not in a place where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't feel my feelings right now, because I'm staying with a friend or I don't feel comfortable expressing my emotions here. You know, it's really been a very smooth transition. And I think it's helped me a lot get through it. Because if I just decided to be like, oh my gosh, everything's ruined. This isn't how I saw my life playing out. Like you lean into those negative emotions or what we call negative emotions and it perpetuates it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's Um, like, how can it be both? I think is the answer.
0: Yeah. Cause it is both. It's always both.
1: Exactly. And so I think that's, I mean, I catch myself all the time because we're humans and we want the answer because the brain is black and white, right? The ego wants an answer that I can feel safe with, but it really is always both.
0: It really is always both. And it's a beautiful thing.
1: Because we're here to experience both.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's like heartbreak is extremely painful, but also it's an opening Mm -hmm. of the heart, literally. So it's like, it is both. And I mean, I've definitely been, you know, a more stoic person in my life. And it's like part of that is normal and part of that is a trauma response that, you know, I've just developed to just to maintain my composure, whatever happens, which I'm so grateful for that because it's seriously awesome to have. But at the same time, it's like, do I want to remain neutral on everything my entire life? No. You know, so it's like I see the gift in it. And also it's like, man, I want to like have some juiciness too, you know. Mm -hmm. of like not just like operating like a machine so there's benefits to that but also I was like I do want to experience the ups and downs too
0: yeah And even mentioning like the heartbreaker, even like if we compare it to failures or transitions in life, people get to the transition. And when they're in it, they're like, oh my God, this is all horrible. But it's like, okay, first of all, is it really all horrible? And second of all, what did you get from that? What lessons did you learn? And in my situation, it's like, I shared so much love for this person and with this person. And we had so many amazing memories where it's like, that doesn't all go away. I don't forget that, you know, it's just something that something had to change and that's okay and it's the same in business it's the same in any relationship really where it's like okay where am I at let's look at it is this serving everyone involved and even our businesses you know have this energetic resonance and does it make sense no okay so we're gonna shift and see where we go next and I don't know I think that's why when I tell people like it's not hard I think that's because that's the place where I'm always coming from where it's like no I'm always evolving I'm always taking that and going somewhere else with it
1: Yeah, it's like you're coming from acceptance and allowance and still moving on. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that your story, even as you were telling it, it was very much coming from the same place where it was like, this is where I was. And this is where I wanted to be in that moment. And then this is where I didn't want to be anymore. And you just kind of constantly evolved, accepted and allowed what was happening.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, that's exactly what's happened. And like, a thought that came up as you were talking was, so before I moved into this house, right, it was definitely like a moment of just like, okay, like a lot of unknowns. And like, just i even though I knew I was telling myself in the moment of like, once we get in there, everything's gonna be fine. Basically, you know, like, don't we won't have anything to worry about. But then it's like, no, like, once you solve one problem, there are more problems occur. It's the same thing in business, the same thing in relationships and whatever right is like as soon as you do one thing say as like okay like for you right is like okay you've decided to finally launch your podcast now you have new things that are coming up along with it and that's always going to happen and so it just goes back to like can you enjoy and be present in what's currently unfolding and so it's just a great reminder for me of like look you moved into the house everything worked out fine and then i was you know trying to convince myself that's like okay everything's gonna be fine if i can just make it through it's like well now i'm still catching myself in other ways saying the same thing so can i you know really reframe and redirect what i'm telling myself because i don't want to be trapped in that i don't want to be trapped in just like the next thing the next Mm -hmm. thing and it's yeah it goes back to like ooh, like let's make the best and appreciate this and i think that answers even like both where it's like i can experience the discomfort of it and i can enjoy it to the best of my ability
0: yeah no that's a beautiful thing So I went through your certification program at the beginning of this year, and I know we just finished a round of the first six weeks that we did. Um, Are you opening up your certification program again?
1: Yes. So today is October 6th. So depending on when this comes out and whether it's live or not, just come check it out. But I am opening it. and this is so yeah, this is the second time of the coaching certification this year. And this is definitely something that I feel called to do more and more and more of Of like, because so how it's set up is the first half of it is it's like a classic group coaching, what's in your way? How do you remove those blocks, the fears, the beliefs, etc. So it's not like, hey, let me teach you how to coach right away. It's like, no, you need to like come. So yeah, it's like, to me, I'm just a big believer in you can just be, there's so much more junk and gunk and like, like fog in the way of like, if you don't do the work first. So essentially what I do is I take you through the process first, and then we go through like, okay, well, what does this look like? How do you structure, you know, a coaching call? What questions do you ask? When to ask them? Why to ask them? And we, then we practice with other people and with real clients. So it's to me, it's a full spectrum of really what you need to hold space for someone and to be able to feel safe enough to have, because it's like fear comes up in everything. So if you can feel safe in guiding someone to their beliefs, to their fears, to their wounding, whatever it may be. And the same thing, right, is like where people get like trauma informed just just in a different way, right? It's like, how do you handle that uncomfortable stuff that comes up? Or you allow it just to you know be seen, heard, and felt. But I think my my way, or the fear alchemy way, is what it's called, is definitely more like actionable.
2: Mm-hmm. And it,
1: it's in a way where it's like you mentioned, it is like it's all about feeling, but it's more than that too. It's also about like, well, what do you do with it now? Yeah. So. It's not just mindsetting your way through it, but it's truly feeling it. But also, yeah, we are going to do some like ninja mindset stuff where you do it on your own and then you do it and then you learn how to do it with other people so you can help whether it's, you know, you're a relationship coach, a, a health coach, or even just a teacher, whatever. Like I've had... People go through it who just are like parents, you know. It's like, wow, like I'm excited to do the same thing with, oh, I think it was, I'm I'm not gonna say her name, but our friend who used yeah. it with, you know, her partner. Uh-huh. And it's not in the way like you use it as like I'm gonna manipulate someone, as like all it is is like you're allowing someone to feel safe with the discomfort or their fear that's coming up to try and protect them. And you ask certain questions and you notice certain, you know, behaviors or body cues or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it helps much more than just your coaching business. But yeah, so the coaching certification helps you in no matter what field or niche you're in, it'll be able to help you like get results with your peeps first with you and then with your people. So it's about like, it's not about you becoming a fear coach. It's yes, if you want to, it's about you using this method and these tools in whatever capacity that you're in. And you don't have to tell someone like, hey, I'm using this, these tools on you right now. It's just, you know, how like, oh, this is like a fear coming up, and I'm going to hold space for it and ask certain questions. And the people don't even have to know what's going on necessarily. But because you know how to handle that and how to alchemize it, you'll get much like deeper and long lasting results for your people.
0: Yeah, and I totally agree. And just to like speak on having experienced all of it, you know, the first part of that process was just intense, but in the best (laughs) way, you know, it, it really does, because it made me look at myself and be like, Oh, I am a mouse, like, (laughs) I am a mouse right now. And I don't want to be a mouse. And it really brought forward for me why I was playing small and why I was doing these things. And then, you know, going into the coaching certification, and then being able to practice with the peers in the group was so fun and so special, you know, just to be able to connect with them in different ways. And it's so interesting, because when you were talking about how it can really help you no matter like what you're doing, it's true. True. Not everyone was just a health coach or like a mindset coach or, you know, things like that. We all have our different niches. And so being able to talk to them and experience their gifts and see how they use the fear alchemy process was so fun and just so interesting to experience because it doesn't have to look exactly like what you do. You're not creating a bunch of little bends. You're <laughs> giving this knowledge for them to put their own twist on it. And I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's, and I think, you know, this, that's even more clear this time where it's, yeah, it's like, please, it's not about becoming me. It's actually becoming more yourself. Yeah. And then you get the tools and the tips to make it your own. But it's like, yeah, you get the basic foundation and framework of, yeah, this is like, it's crazy. Honestly, there's another program I'm doing right now. That it's, it's called social selling, and I I introduced it to them, and I was like, man, this shit works. <laughs> I was just like, I was just because it's crazy. It's like honestly, these people didn't go through the same process, mm-hmm. but I just like introduced it at the right time, and like you know, of course, people are like having breakthroughs and crying like on the call, and, and I'm just like, oh, like I forget like how simple and how powerful it is, and it's like anyone can do it. Like it's just not a me thing, mm-hmm. and that's like everyone has their own magic. So like, yes, I have magic, you have magic, and it's applying it to your own personal magic. And then just yeah, it's like just the way you frame things or ask things and use the prompts is it just makes it like easier for the person to find their answer that they're looking for.
0: Yeah. And it's such a special process. And I mean, I know in the second round, you added mentors, you added some of your coaching certification people from the last group into this group for mentorship and i think that was really special too like you know for everyone to be able to get a one-on-one session and to be able to have their space for maybe something they didn't feel comfortable with talking about in the whole group
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean it's cool just to see and it's fun right like even just talking about this like i'm getting lit up so to me it's just more evidence is like i know this is what i'm supposed to be doing but it's like the next step like, to me, is like growing it, getting it bigger. Like, I'll be honest, like, I got my resistance to that. And it's like this month is, again, what I mentioned, like the space of like getting clear on not only what feels good and fun for me, but also like what I'm supposed to do, like for my gift and to like be of service. I forgot where I was going with that, but it's just, I guess, what did you say right before the end or um... before I started?
0: I talked about the mentorship being added in and oh yes yes yes
1: so it's like that was part of why I wanted why I was saying that is because that was actually a scary moment for me Mm. of like letting go of control right of like even though i've trained you guys and i trust you guys it's am i willing to like not be on the call and if something goes wrong because it's like again it's my name you know it's like the fear comes up of like if they have a bad experience then it's on me uh but that's again the responsibility that we tend to avoid and so for me i was like well (laughs) this is is what i feel called to do even though it's scary i'm gonna do it and it went even better than i thought like it was so cool to have you like you were one of them Mm -hmm. i have a feeling it's going to be much bigger this time yeah i just have a really cool feeling of bigger as far as like the number of people that are doing it yeah and we're gonna do the same thing so we'll definitely have mentors in there i know other people do that other coaches and like who have big platforms like they have. Guest, like mentors or whatever. So it's not to say that, you know, no one else does it, but it's definitely something that's usually missed out on in the group stuff. And so to be able to get one on one support with the group is a special part of it. Cause then you kind of really get the best of both worlds one on one attention and plus the group stuff.
0: Yeah. And the way you did it too, I loved how we kind of built a relationship with them before you were like, here's a one on one with this stranger. Who knows how to do what I do? You know, like we were on the calls, we introduced ourselves, we kind of were we're watching and anytime we felt like, okay, I have something to say or add on to what you were coaching on. So people were really able to get to know us as coaches and just as people. So they also felt safe going into the one-on-one instead of it just being like, oh, here's this person. I trust her. So now you have to trust her.
1: Yeah, I actually appreciate that. Because, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, a lot of the stuff I do is just feeling a feeling and then going with it. I don't have a lot of, but now when you say it's like, oh, like that makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's, that's how I've done a lot of this, to be honest, is like, it's not like, like I wasn't trained on how to do like, here's how you do this, or here's how you ask a question or here's how it is like, all of it was just very natural and divine. And like I did, I have watched people and taken things from them and like applied it, but it's a lot of it just has been like following my intuition. And now it's like putting a system to it. It has been like a challenge, but it's also been really fun because people like you are able to benefit from both sides of like being coached and then coaching with it. But I appreciate that because yeah, it is cool to see like, I think that's, you know, one of the compliments I get all the time. It's just like the safety of it. And I think that's everything. Yeah. And that's really what, you know, fear is asking for anyway. The opposite of fear right? is fear is like unsafe. And so when you make it feel safe, then all the stuff you've been hiding from will feel safe. To come up and be seen and ultimately alchemized, and you feel a lot better with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I will say if the enrollment is still open when the podcast release and you feel called, like definitely go check Ben out. I will be one of the mentors again in this group. And the other people that are mentors are people that I hold near and dear to my heart. And they are amazing humans and amazing coaches. Ben's an amazing, amazing coach. And thank you so much for joining me today this has just been so fun it's literally like it just feels so special to be able to interview one of my mentors it really does so I appreciate you so much you're so
1: welcome and were you in the same room when we did our first coaching call with Christina is this the room you were in or does it just look really similar
0: yeah this is the room I was in
1: that's what I thought so it's just a cool full circle moment And you're at your mom's?
0: No, I'm actually at my house right now.
1: Okay. I was confused. I was like, I swear you're at your house. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, I'm at my house.
1: Got it. Okay. But yeah, it's a cool full circle moment.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: Like 10, nine or 10 months ago, whenever it was. Yeah. So you are so welcome. And last thing I'll say is I'll give Jillian a discount code. And if you want to support her as well to know that you know you signed up because of her and also she will receive monetary love from that so if you want to support her with that too because that's i believe is important so okay. um use her discount code and we can put that i'm talking for jillian but put it in the notes.
0: <laughs> yeah i'll put all ben's information in the show notes and the link to sign up for his certification program in the show notes as well as the discount code
1: yay
2: yay
0: thank you Thank you so much for listening to Expand the Conversation podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on your favorite platform. Your feedback means the world to me. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions for future episodes, reach out to me on social media. I would love to hear from you. So let me know you are listening and stay updated on all things Expand the Conversation. Be sure to follow and tag me on Instagram at expandtheconversation.podcast. If you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share it. See you next time.